You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker, who's going on dates with my dad in my absence. Wheels, how's it mm-hmm. rolling? Yeah, just me and Jerry hanging out. Yeah. Chilling. Jerry, you never come out. You never say hi. Um, yeah, I, I saw your parents. Uh, uh, I can definitely say your mom does not know who I am, even after it was explained who I am. Uh, I don't think my mom knows I have a podcast. I don't think so either. I don't yeah. think. I don't I don't think she does. And I don't think she knows what a podcast is. I don't think so. And I, I think even if there was explained that I've met her probably now five times, uh, I would say her recognition level on a scale of zero to 100 is still a zero of me. Yeah. She saw me today. She probably would not remember before. Your face blind. She's uh, Wienerker blind. Yeah, she, she wasn't so interested. I took a picture with your dad to send you and same as like, mom, do you want to get in? <laughs> I, there's never been a harder no in the history of the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, her recognition, my, um, my, um, my, my kids are on zoom school right now. And so the mm-hmm. teacher emailed me to say, Hey, we have a tech issue right now. It's down, but here's the schedule for this morning. And, uh, uh, she says today's this or that question, which I guess is a thing they do every morning is a world series question, Braves or Astros. So I tell this to my son, my eight year old son who did play little league this past summer and likes it. And I actually just signed him up for next summer, uh, last night. And he says, what's the world series? So I'd explain him that. And then he said, I don't know who the Braves or the Astros are. So baseball doing a great job that the eight-year-old baseball player has no idea anything of what's going on. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, but we're not here to talk matter. baseball. Rob, Rob Manfred said it's Rob Manfred said it's a, it's a regional sport. So it's yes. fine that nobody knows who the Braves yeah. are. Yeah. So, some regions you got to appeal to the racists and some regions you got to appeal to the children. And I guess in New York, they don't care about the kids. Um, yeah. So we're not here to talk baseball. We're not here to talk uh, the NFL either. We did that uh, on the patron feed this week, but there is a massive rivalry game in uh, college football this week. It is the Michigan Wolverines and the Michigan State Spartans. And so uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And of course, super fan Robbie, as everyone knows, is a, a diehard Michigan fan. And we asked him if he wanted to be uh, our Michigan fan on the podcast. And he was just too stressed out to do it. He says, um, he says, Michigan is slightly better, but they're not going to pull it off. 30 to 27 Michigan State. That's my prediction. I, I can't go on the podcast. So he's he's too stressed. So we do have a Michigan State fan. It is Zach Brooks uh, making his glorious return to uh, 32 fans. So, Zach, you, of course, are a Sparty. So welcome to the podcast. And we'll get to your prediction later. But uh, yes. well, what are your general vibes coming into the game? Uh, I'm kind of like Robbie, where I'm very nervous. And uh, I think this will be therapeutic, though. I'm excited to talk about Michigan State on a podcast. I 
haven't really I talk about other things on podcasts, but not Michigan State very often. So mm. I'm excited to be one of the uh, what 129 fans for uh, mm. FBS football teams. <laughs> There's 129. Yeah. All right. So this is this is what we'll do. So um, I um, you know I became aware of the Michigan Michigan State rivalry in 2004. Uh, I started dating uh, my now wife then, uh, who obviously uh, it went to Michigan. She was a, a sophomore at that time. Um, her father had been a season ticket holder for years. He went to Michigan. Her grandfather went there before World War II, although I'm not sure if he's a big football fan. And 2004 was a great game between them. And uh, and then 2005, yet again, was a great game between them. And so I really got sucked into this rivalry, in addition to Michigan's rivalries with Notre Dame and Ohio State and, and, and USC and everyone else. So what I've done is I've gone ahead and I've ranked the 17 Michigan-Michigan State games uh, since 2004. And we'll go through them. I'll give you my rating. And then uh, I guess, Zach, you'll share us your personal memories and experiences of each game. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah that sounds good. Uh, 2004 was my freshman year in college. So that mm, uh, kind of works out well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I do have to I do have to confess I am a Spartan, but I live in Ann Arbor. So I live about a mile from uh, the big house mm. and Enemy territory. Uh, I drive by it all the time. So, mm. uh, all right. Yeah. The first week I lived in Ann Arbor, actually, I'm sure you'll get to this game was the uh, 2019 game and somebody gave me free tickets. And so I went for the second half to that game and just watched us get absolutely destroyed. Well, that is a great story. So we're going because... through 17 Michigan, Michigan State games. Yeah. And you can share your memories and experiences from them also. I mean, why, why don't we just do like a uh, top three? No. What are you? Well, this is not going to be a 10 minute podcast. No, because we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the college football slate. No, we're talking about one game, Michigan. This is a Michigan, that's Michigan State podcast. Well, then talk to that's that's a crazy decision to just talk about one game. <laughs> this is the decision about the whole college. This is the decision. Slate. We're talking about Michigan and Michigan State. And then at the end, we'll talk about the rest. This of the is slate, the most okay? niche podcast of all time. Then, yeah, well, because no, nobody Michigan, cares about Michigan State, Michigan, State, Michigan State. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that, but people care much more. It's not even the biggest game of the week necessarily. Oh, it's 100 well, percent the biggest game of the week. I mean, it's the biggest game of the week. <laughs> it's a bigger game. What Ohio State, Penn State. <laughs> No, it's, it is the biggest game of the week. Oh, I love that. It's not even the biggest game of the week. It's 100% the biggest game of the week. <laughs> with the quick no, it, is the big, it is the biggest yeah. game of the week. It is the biggest game, but yeah. Like, okay, we don't have I to mean, spend I, a long biggest, time uh, discussing all these games. A lot of them are trash. These are two bad teams that are. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not bad teams. Yeah. Okay. All right. So 2019 yeah, is the last time I was. Say a few things. I, fine. If yeah. let, let, Wait, hold on. Let me say a few things about general Michigan, Michigan State. Okay. Yeah, they're each teams. seven and zero. Correct. Neither of them have beat a, a team anywhere near the top twenty-five. Probably not in the top forty in the country. Um, Michigan beat Rutgers by seven points. Michigan State does have five wins by seventeen or more, but they anybody they I mean, they won in two hostile environments. Though. They won in Miami. Well, three actually. They won in Miami. They won in Northwestern. Certainly a hostile environment, but it's Miami's a road not a top fifty team. Miami's got a lot of talent though. Really. I mean, Miami, Miami, Miami had a lot of returning talent that a lot of hype. I mean, they haven't really lived up to that. And then winning at no winning at Nebraska, both these teams won at Nebraska. And that's not easy to do. Um, yeah, no, this team is bad. They barely beat Indiana last week. Indiana's quarterback, yes. like doesn't know what week Two it weeks is ago. at this point. So last game. Yeah. So it, uh, these are like whoever wins this game will just lose the rest of their games and then play in. Mm, like, no, that, I mean, I think either team is going to lose to Ohio State, but. And uh, Penn State, teams. they're both going to lose the Penn State. Did you Penn watch State Penn State last week? They lost yeah. that nine overtime game. That that mm-hmm. team, I don't trust that team beating anybody down the stretch. I think, yeah. I think Penn State's going to be both of these teams, honestly. Well, so one of the things that I want to talk about is 
the the Michigan Michigan State game has often been a turning point game uh, for each of these teams in a given season, where a team comes in six and zero loses and their season falls apart, or a team comes in like two and three wins and then goes on a six game winning streak and makes a major bowl. Um, so this game has been an often a turning point, and so I think Akiva's right. One of these teams who's obviously not going to be undefeated after Saturday, I think they're going to go into a tailspin, but but uh, we don't but we don't know yet which one. And so let's start. Wait, with the let, let me drop one stat on you before yeah, you give me a stat. This. Yeah, so uh, Michigan State. Listen, it's it's curb week, so we're not dropping it. We're plopping it. Plop that stat on me. Plop the stat. Uh, By the way, did you guys know, Alex, did you notice there was a woman? She her. I looked up her credit. It was like non-writing supervisor, which probably means she was the writer. But there's some weird union thing like it curbs a weird show with improv. Like every time someone wrote the word plop, some verified lady who was writing for the show, she liked every tweet about plopping. (laughs) It was like hundreds of plop tweets and she liked all of them on Twitter. Anyway, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, that's a good stat, too. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, Michigan State, uh, when they've won eight or more games in a season, which they're seven Mm -hmm. and oh right now, they're 19 and three against Michigan. So all time. Uh, Also, I know like the historic stats say that Michigan, you know, is a lopsided win in this rivalry. But in recent times, since Nick Saban was at Michigan State, both teams have won 11 games each. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Since 1990, Michigan's has an edge of 17 to 14, so it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys won seven out of eight during it's the. Not, uh, it's not this lopsided rivalry that Michigan. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, right. Antonio was there, and we won. We won last year in Mel Tucker's first year as well. Yeah. Well, hold on. You're, you're skipping ahead. We'll get there. Let's start yeah. with with number 17 on the list is the 2019, the one you already mentioned, the first one you went to. Um, th- you know, this game came late in the season after most of their matchups over the previous decade were in October. State had started four and one, but by the time they reached the big house, they had lost four straight. They were no match for Michigan, um, whose only losses, I think, were to undefeated Wisconsin, undefeated Penn State. And it was a 44-10 demolishment. Terrible game. We don't even need to discuss it. Uh, Number 16 on my list is 2014. Uh, State has another season as a top 10 team this year. Michigan finishes under 500 in Brady Hoke's last run. And State wins for the sixth time in seven years, 35 to 11. Um, What are your memories of this game, Zach? I mean, so... A lot of, you know, obviously a lot of these games, especially the home games, sort of blend together because there's lots of tailgating that happens before. But, um, you know, this was the one where I think it was Devin Bush drove the stake into the turf before mm. the game um, for whatever reason. And then, you know, he much not like a great move when you've lost five out of six and are right, about to lose yeah. six out of uh, well, seven. This, that's that's the U of M mentality, though, is mm. they love to talk shit and then they don't always back it up. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I've shared so, this on the podcast, uh, but my, my wife had a bumper sticker on her on her door when she was in, in 2004 in her sorority that said, can't get into college, go to state. Um, and so, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. and that's, that's like where the whole little brother thing comes from. I mean, this it's it's such a weird rivalry because like Michigan State hates Michigan. And all my friends gave me so much shit for moving to Ann Arbor, uh, which is actually a pretty cool town to live in. But, uh, you know, it's it, it like. There's a there's a lots of Michigan state to Michigan. Michigan is it's that whole little brother thing where they yeah. don't they don't really care about Michigan state, um, you know, or they claim they don't care about Michigan. Well, state they do, but it's so state. far below Ohio State. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ohio State kind of feels the same way about Michigan, where Ohio State doesn't really care that much about i mean you know they care but they've dominated that rivalry too so like ohio state their rival is whoever they're playing in the playoff every year yeah well so so that's not entirely fair i would say i mean ohio state cares about michigan it's just that yes in the last decade it's become one-sided but it's still their biggest rival 
but yes, but it'd be because Michigan has sucked so much. 20 years. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's, let's keep going on this. Number 15 is 2006, which was Michigan's. uh, That was the year I lived there. Uh, Michigan's probably best team during this era, uh, unless you're partial 2016, a loss year for Michigan state, who I think only won a single big 10 game. So Michigan won that game 31, 13. Um, I'm sure you don't have too many memories of that season, Zach. No, I was in college then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The the time when I was in college, we didn't do well against Michigan at all. It all came after. That was before. Yeah. All right. Uh, Number 14 is 2016. Um, which is, uh, you know, Michigan's also another great year during this run. Uh, since Mike Hart's little brother comment nine years earlier, Michigan had only beaten Michigan State one time. But um, 2016 was Jim Harbaugh's second season. Michigan was undefeated. They were number two in the country. Uh, State had actually started that season number 12 and had beaten Notre Dame and had climbed all the way up to number eight. But yep. they uh, lost every game the rest of the season except for Rutgers and um, including this one. Yeah, that's that season was that season was rough. We beat Notre Dame. I felt really great. And then the next week we had a home game against Wisconsin. And I think Wisconsin was like number four, they were top 10 or something. Um, And I felt really good before the game at halftime, we had a touchdown called back for holding right before halftime. And the game was just went into a tailspin. The season went into a tailspin and D'Antonio's last few years went into a tailspin. Yeah. After that. Number 13 is 2008, which is arguably the worst Michigan football year of our lifetimes. Uh, Rich Rod goes three and nine and loses at the big house to state 35, 21. This was state's first win in Ann Arbor in 18 years. Although there'd be a number to follow in the next six years. Uh, wait, this was 13, 2008. Well, yeah, this is number 13 of my power. Oh, 2008. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, number 13. Of yours. Yeah. So that yeah. was, uh, that was the year after the little brother comment. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And there's a great picture if you look it up of like Michigan State fans at the, at the big house with a big sign that says little, little sister. Oh, I thought it, I think yeah. it's a, it, little brother came and kicked your ass. I hate the little sister thing. I hate that when yeah, a little misogyny there. It's very yeah. barstool. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. All right. Uh, speaking of 13, uh, number 12 is 2013. Uh, this game was a big game. Both teams were ranked. Michigan State was seven and one. Michigan was six and one. But Michigan State blew um, State out or blew uh, the Wolverines out. And this was one of the best seasons of, our, of Michigan State's. Um, in our lifetime season. Yeah. The, you beat, you beat Ohio state um, number two, Ohio state in the big 10 championship. You beat number yep, five Stanford in the Rose bowl. You finished, I think number three at 13 and one and had like a reasonable national championship argument. I think. Uh, yeah. It's the, it was the year before the college football playoff as yeah. well. So if there was a college football playoff, we would have been in it, which we were a couple of years later. Uh, but the big memory from this game was negative 48 rushing yards for Michigan. Mm, yeah. Now, of course in, in college football, they count sacks as negative rushing yards. Yes. So yes. it was still, I, mean, I have a picture still, on my yes, phone of yes. the, of the scoreboard of the shows negative 48. And mm. I, I don't know if I'll ever see a defensive performance like that again. Mm, okay. Uh, number 11 is 2010. Somehow Rich Rod was still around at this point. Um, actually both teams in this game were undefeated and ranked in the top 20 for the first time in decades. Although now we've seen it a few times uh, since then. Um, Denard Robinson would throw three picks. Uh, Kirk cousins and Le'Veon Bell were perfect. Michigan state would score 24 straight points to cruise to a blowout win. Uh, Michigan would lose three straight, drop out of the rankings for good, while State would uh, go on to have a very good season. They climbed as high as number five in the polls before you lose to Iowa. But you uh, go 11-1, and one, and you go to the Capitol One Bowl against Alabama. Yeah, you just got absolutely smoked by him. In that Alabama. game, yeah. yeah. So there, there are two losses that season were just absolute blowouts, uh, Alabama mm-hmm. and Iowa. The, yeah. uh, I don't. I have very little memory of this game. Um, I mean, I think just because it was a blowout and it was fun, but mm-hmm. I can't tell you much else about it. I'm surprised it's so high on your list. Well, because both teams were good coming into the game. So, yeah, but yeah, now, that we're, now we're happen that often. Yeah. Now we're starting to get to the good games. We have yeah. I think we have one more not good game, which is number 10 on my list, which is 2011. Michigan finally gets rid of Rich Rod. Brady Hoke has the Wolverine six and oh, number 11 in the country. 
The Spartans are also ranked in the top 25. This was a huge game. Uh, Kirk Cousins owns Michigan. He went 3-0 against Michigan for Michigan State. He's gone 7-0 for the Vikings against the Lions. I mean, nobody owns Michigan like Kirk Cousins. And this was (laughs) incredible. The fourth consecutive year that Michigan State beat Michigan. That had not happened since John F. Kennedy was president. That was four straight games after since little brother, correct? Four straight games since little brother. Now, Michigan would recover. They would go on. They would beat Ohio State. They would win all but one other game. They'd end up with 11 wins and a Sugar Bowl berth. Michigan State would go to the first ever Big Ten championship game that year. They also ended up with 11 wins. I think, and Zach, tell me if I'm wrong. Is this the only time in history that Michigan and Michigan State both won 11 games in the same season and finished in the top 15? Uh, I mean, I don't have that in front of me, but that that... I would imagine it, it can't have happened very many times. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, nobody won 11 games before like 19, you know, no. 95 anyway. And that, so. yeah, that, yeah. that year, that was frustrating the way that year ended more than the game is. Um, I mean, obviously the game wasn't frustrating, but it was, we went to the big 10 championships. So we had one additional loss because Russell Wilson had this like amazing performance against us to lead Wisconsin to victory. Yeah. And so Michigan got the BCS bowl, got the sugar bowl. And we ended up playing, uh, Georgia, I think, in Capital One. We did win. We broke our bowl streak, which we had not won bowls in a long time. But um, I, I, wa- I wanted so badly to go down to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. And I thought it was so unfair that uh, we had one additional loss, but we also played one additional game. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, number nine is 2020. Now, some would argue this should be last because last year was a weird year with COVID, truncated season. Um, but it was, it was a pretty good game, even though. So it starts... Michigan in week one, they go into Minnesota, who's ranked, and they blow them out. And so they come home to face Michigan State on Halloween, ranked number 13 in the country. Uh, Michigan State had lost to Rutgers in week one, and so they had very little expectations. This was a very exciting back-to-back game. Teams traded scores back and forth, back and forth. And then State scores 10 straight points to take a 27-17 lead. Uh, Michigan finally scores to pull within three with under a minute to go, but they um, they, they missed the onside kick. So State wins 27-24. It was a good game, but each team, I mean, the whole season was sort of crap last year and each of these teams would go on to lose all but one of the remaining games. And this, I'm sure this is the only time ever that both Michigan and Michigan State uh, won uh, two or fewer games in a season. Although, again, it's short. Season. It doesn't count. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the, you can't take you can't take any of that yeah. uh, as a real stat. But this game was this game was interesting because, like you said, Michigan coming off that win against who was supposed to be thought of good as Minnesota and Michigan state coming off the Rutgers loss where we had six or seven turnovers in that game. Um, We had an all out all time performance by a wide receiver named Ricky white. He had three touchdowns in that game. I believe Um, just, it was an incredible performance. Nobody ever heard of him before that game and nobody has ever heard of him since he's not even currently on the team. He's on the team, but is not active for uh, personal reasons. They say so. Oh, wow. It's just, this guy came out of the shadows was just like this hero to lead us in again, a win against Michigan and then never did anything again. So mm. to be determined if he ever comes back and does anything, but I don't have high hopes. Mm. Okay. All right. Number eight is 2018. Uh, so in 2018, Michigan loses at number 12, Notre Dame in week one, but then they, they run off six straight wins. They're up to six in the country as they visit Sparty, who was also ranked. Uh, you guys had uh, just won at number eight Penn state the week before. Uh, this game is tied at seven till late in the third quarter when Donovan Peoples-Jones, who uh, caught a home area for the Browns uh, at, at the end of the first half a couple weeks ago, he has a 79-yard touchdown to give Michigan a lead. It would not relinquish. They end up winning 21-7. And Michigan won every remaining game until Ohio State, of course, who they can't beat anymore, as we discussed already, um, where they would blow their national title hopes. 
And uh, State would have sort of an up and down season in 2018, which ended in a very ugly seven to six loss to Oregon in the Red Box Bowl, which is not a bowl I know anything about. One of the worst games I've ever seen. (laughs) Seven to six. It's not a bowl that's that's around anymore. Yeah. Uh, Imagine flying all the way to go to the Red Box Bowl and watching that game. Not very many people did. That game was on New Year's (laughs) Eve. I remember watching that game right before I like went out for New Year's Eve plans. And it was I think it was a seven to six game. Um, neither team could just do anything at all on offense. And it was, it was horrible. So, uh, 2018 was a rough season, but still made a bowl. Um, and yeah, I, I think this was the game. So I said, Devin Bush earlier was the, the guy who drug the stake and MSU in 2014. I don't think it was Devin Bush. I don't remember who it was Devin Bush. I think this was the game where he was like, like roughing off the turf with his cleat. And like, again, like doing all this stuff pregame. Um, but yeah, it's not, I'm surprised again, this, this game, I'm surprised it's so high because, uh, Michigan State was not good that year, and this wasn't yeah. really a close game. Wheels, have you ever been to a college football game? I uh, and Robbie asked me this um, a couple weeks ago. I have no. not ever been to. He might have been off offline. Uh, it, I've never been to a college football game. There was a um, somebody was asking on Twitter like, "What what uh, college football stadiums closest to you?" And I was thinking, living on Long Island, they're living in the city. What is the closest FBS? Stadium to Rutgers. your house because is it a Rutgers? Yeah, it's got to be Rutgers. Rutgers is or really Connecticut? deep into Jersey, though. Connecticut. Yeah, so but it's Rutgers, but Rutgers is like an hour forty drive. But you could go like, to like the if, Pinstripe Bowl in Yankee Stadium. That's true. You could go to the, like the Army Navy games in New York sometimes, isn't it? So uh, Army is about Army is I think maybe cl- Army's closer than Rutgers. I think we're oh, really? similar. Oh, wow. I don't know. Mm. Army's about. But they hours. play it. They play at Pro Stadium, don't they? Because that that game moves. Sometimes it's in Philadelphia. No, not Army Navy. Just just Army's regular. Oh, yeah. Point. Just, yeah. Uh, and point. yeah, no, because stores is like 220s. That's not close. Temple is also like 220. Oh, well, um, that's yeah, Philly. Yeah. So there's really nothing within 100 minutes of New York City, which is just amazing. OK, but you're not you're not in the Renap chat, right? No, why? Oh, well, you had a guest on what's my what's my age again, who has been to every baseball stadium. And so everyone was sharing in that chat how many stadiums uh-huh. of all different sports they've been to. And so, yeah, there was a lot of people discussing. Uh, so people are mentioning how many college football stadiums they've been to. So I haven't been to that many, but everyone, every college football game I've gone to on the road is just I mean, the atmosphere of college football games is great. Even at Rutgers, actually, I thought the Rutgers atmosphere, um, especially their tailgate is very fun. But then um the, the game itself, like they have this cannon that they fire off and they do this third down cheer that the whole the whole crowd does. And as bad as Rutgers is, their crowd actually. Um, the, the worst the worst road stadium I've ever been to is probably Maryland, because that's basically a high school stadium that's taken over by the opposing fans. Now, Zach, you went to, to Michigan State games against Rutgers in Maryland or other games? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay. I've gone. I haven't, I have a couple of friends that have gone to like all the Big Ten stadiums and I'd love to. I just haven't uh, I haven't traveled to that many of them. I've been to Michigan, Michigan State. Northwestern, Rutgers, Maryland, and I think that's it. Okay. So we play at Wisconsin next year. I'm hoping to make that trip. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, Number seven is 2012. This was a season in which neither team was going anywhere, but Michigan would end their four-year losing streak. Uh, I cannot believe this game is in your top... (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe... This was an ugly game, 12 to 10. This is like the (laughs) worst... The worst Michigan-Michigan State game that I can ever remember. Well, here's the thing. The Michigan won on a last-second field goal, which is kind of dramatic. They uh, they kicked four field goals in that game to score 12 points. Michigan State also kicked four field goals, but they only made two, which is why uh, you lost the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this was like – I think of that season was really bad. I mean, that season we had a great defense. We had Le'Veon Bell and uh, really nothing else other than that. 
And that's why that 2013 season we went to the Rose Bowl was so exciting because we were so bad in 2012. Um, and I always think of this game. I think the weather was really bad too. I had friends that were there and they just said it was miserable. So um, yeah, terrible game. Yep. All right. Well, let, so let's move on to the top six. And this is where finally things are pretty good. Um, number six is 2007. This is the year that number five Michigan starts with that lost Appalachian state, um, which obviously made them a national laughing stock. But by the time of the state game, they had won seven in a row. They were undefeated in the big 10. They had a chance to rehabilitate their season. Michigan state came in one and four in the conference, not much of a threat, but state leads by 10 late in the fourth until Chad Henney throws two touchdown passes for the comeback win. And after the game, uh, Mike Hart famously refers to Michigan state as Michigan's little brother, which would uh, come back to buy Michigan in the ass, given uh, the fact that they lose over the next four years in a row. Yeah. But, um, and yeah. Mike Hart now is an assistant coach on Michigan as well. So he's going to be making his return to Spartan Stadium. Mm, yes. Um, Mike Hart, who my wife famously called a fat loser. <laughs> she, she was in a class with Mike Hart. And to his was, face? Yes. She, well, not exactly. Well, this is what happened. She was in a class with Mike Hart and he was talking about like the pressures of being so popular and girls wanting to sleep with him all the time. And he's like five and Jen has only seen him on TV or, or actually from the stadium, you know, with a helmet on from far away. She didn't know who it was. And he's like five foot six, 200 pounds or whatever. It's all muscle. Obviously, he's like Barry Sanders. But mm-hmm. and she's looking at him and she, and she said to him, she's like, what are you talking about? Is actually what she said. But in her head, she's thinking like, you're some fat loser. She had no idea who he was. <laughs> so, yes, um, my heart. Uh, um, all right. Let's get to the top five. Uh, we're getting to some good games. 2017 Michigan comes in undefeated in the national championship conversation again. State had lost badly to unranked Notre Dame two weeks prior. Not expected of much of a chance. State takes a 14 to three first half lead and nothing much happens in the second half. And then Michigan scores a touchdown to pull it within 14 to 10. And it's 14 to 10. Michigan will have six more possessions with a chance to take the lead. Can I tell you what happened on those six possessions, Akiva? Tell me what happened. Turnover, turnover, turnover. Interception, 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 punt, punt, end of game. State wins 14-10. They get rewarded by making it into the top 25 where they'll stay the rest of the season, uh, which could not be set for Michigan, whose season completely unravels at that point. Yeah, there was a huge storm that night. Was uh, that Tate Fort? Who's the quarterback? No, uh, wasn't it? What's his name? The no, guy Tate that came, Fo- was like the guy that came from, I can't remember his name right now. He was, um, he came from Ole Miss and he was like their savior. He was going to be their savior quarterback and he was terrible. Um, but I, I do not remember what his, his name is escaping me right now. It's too early in the morning. Yeah. Um, let me see. It was O'Corn. Oh, it was O'Corn that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 16 for 35 with three picks. Not great. As Michigan yeah. uh, State beats number seven, Michigan, 14 to 10. All right. Uh, number four is 2009. Um, Rich Rod was back, even though he was terrible the year before. And he actually has the Wolverines 4 0 and ranked. They come into Sparty, early season matchup. Michigan State's only win that year to that point was against a non-major Montana state. So of course, uh, Michigan state has a 20 to six lead with four minutes to go in the game. Uh, Michigan throws together a two touchdown passes. The last one with two seconds to go in the game to tie it and go to overtime. Of course, Rich Rod did not go for two down eight, which wasn't even a known thing in 2009. Uh, But then Michigan throws a pick on their first OT possession and Michigan state on third and long out of, out of field goal range. They decided to hand it off to freshman running back, Larry caper who uh, capers his way into the end zone. And state gets back-to-back wins over Michigan for the uh, first yes. time in 42 years. Zach, tell us about 2009. Uh, yeah. So this overtime game, I was there. This was a very, very exciting game with the Larry Caper run. 
Uh, I think it's probably the thing he's the most known for during his time at Michigan State. We actually had a couple pretty good running backs at the time. We had one Baker as well. And I think Le'Veon Bell was on that team, maybe. Or maybe Bell might have come in a couple years after that. But um, yeah, this is, that was an exciting one. Uh, and this a was a stretch of going to like very exciting home games, traveling home for Michigan State games. And this was like a great example of how this game Freaky Fridays, these teams, because Michigan would go on to lose every remaining game in the season, except for a non-major victory over Delaware State. Well, Michigan State would actually, you know, turn it around a little bit and end up making a bowl game. All right, let's mm-hmm. get to the yeah. Um, and funny, you should bring up Freaky Friday. We just talked about a Freaky yes. Friday esque movie on the movie ladder called Freaky this week with mm. Vince Vaughn, uh, where he plays a serial killer with Freaky Fridays into a high school girl's body. Yep. All right, let's get to the top three. Uh, number three is two thousand five. Which uh, number two is 2004, and um, they're sort of reverse circumstances. So in 2005, which is number three. Uh, Michigan is ranked number three in the country, but then they have two losses. They drop out of the top 25 for the first time since 1998, ending the nation's longest streak of 114 straight poll appearances. State, meanwhile, is undefeated, including a win at top 10 Notre Dame and has delusions of grandeur. But um, it is again, it's a reversal of the next year in that Michigan blows a fourth quarter lead up 31-24 late in the fourth, driving for a clinching score. Chad Henney fumbles and Domata Pico returns at 74 yards to tie the game at 31 uh, Michigan's kicker, Garrett Rivas, um, uh, misses a field goal at the end of regulation, but he hits his first in OT after State's kicker misses one of his own, giving Michigan an overtime win. And uh, Michigan State's dream season turns into a nightmare as they lose six of their final seven games to finish under 500. Yeah, uh, this was uh, John L. Smith's last year at Michigan State, I believe. This is the year he slapped himself in the press conference for the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> And it's, I kind of always forget that we lost this game because I remember that fumble recovery. And I always think that that, that, that was like to win the game. Yeah, just just to tie it. Um, so, yeah, your, you your know, kicker I also missed like, a 23 yard field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He misses a lot of you guys have had a lot of missed field goals against Michigan. Um, yeah. yeah, college kickers for you. All right, let's get let's get to number two on my list, which is 2004. The first one I ever watched. Uh, Michigan is seven and one, having lost to Notre Dame two months prior. Um, but their season is sort of the typical circumstances of how Michigan's seasons used to be, which is that all you need to do is beat Ohio state in the final game. And then you'll have some national championship aspirations. Michigan state arrives at the big house four and three kind of a lost season, uh, but they take a 27 to 10 lead halfway through the fourth quarter. And Michigan season looks like it's going to be over two weeks before Ohio state, especially when they muff the ensuing kickoff return and have to start at their own seven yard line. Uh, they drive all the way down the field, but then they settle for a field goal on fourth and five from the seven, which seems like a terrible decision down 27-10 late in the fourth quarter. Um, so now they're down 27-13, but then they recover an onside kick. And two plays later, Braylon Edwards hauls in a long touchdown pass. Now it's just 27-20. Um, Lloyd Carr, um, like Richrod, doesn't go for two down eight. Um, now, Mich- now the Wolverine defense shuts down Sparty's offense. Mission gets the ball back. Chad Henney finds Braylon Edwards again for a touchdown to tie the game at 27. Michigan had scored 17 points in three and a half minutes to tie the game. And they had actually scored too soon. So state gets the ball back, but they do nothing. They punt back. Michigan gets the ball back. They go three and oh, they punt it back to uh, Michigan state with just seconds remaining. And then this incredibly dumb personal foul call gives Michigan state 15 yards and allows them to try a game winning field goal as time expires. But Michigan state misses. Of course we go to overtime. We go to three overtimes when Braylon Edwards catches his third touchdown pass to give the Wolverines a thrilling 45 to 37 comeback victory and sucking me into this rivalry. Uh, Michigan keeps their title hopes alive. Um, but of course, even though it's a down year for Ohio state who was unranked at the time, Michigan would fall in Columbus, sending them uh, to the Rose bowl for a consolation game against Texas. Uh, do you remember much about this game, 2004? 
Zach? Uh, I mean, I just remember the amazing performance by Ray, Braylon Edwards. And, yeah. you know, there, there's images from that game that are like burned into my memory. Did you, so you were living in Ann Arbor in the t- at the time. Did you go to the game? No, I was living in Ann Arbor Saturday. in 2006. Oh, not until 2006. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, but, I went to the Iowa game that year, but yeah, I did not go to, uh, I, I think they, did, where they played in, in 2006, I forget. Uh, that would have been in Ann Arbor. Since yeah, that was 31, 13. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you, like, how are you able to follow the games? Cause it's on Saturday. So what, what people do at Michigan, um, and obviously it depends how religious you are, but so you're not allowed to carry on the Shabbat. You're not allowed to carry items. And so what people do is they wear their tickets because you're allowed to have, you're allowed to wear clothes, obviously. So they wear their tickets to the game. Then you go to the game and there's nothing. Um, exactly you know, what God intended. Yes, it's exactly. Like, as God yeah, intended. I want you to wear your tickets. Yes. To the and then in terms of watching games, um, you know, the, if someone else happens to have a TV on and you're just happen to be in the room, you're not, you know, again, it's, is it the spirit of, of Shabbat perhaps? No, but uh, you're right. in college and you know, right. it's a, yeah, I, I feel like that's why, that's why it would be so hard for me to observe Shabbat mostly because I love college football too much. Well, Kiva's um, talked about how so. living in Israel actually makes it easier because they're seven hours ahead. And so Shabbat is over at 7 PM as the game start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Orthodox Jews are usually not huge college football fans for a few reasons. First of all, right. most of them don't go to schools and have great thing we just mentioned. Yeah, a lot of them live mm-hmm. in New York where there's no schools. Yeah. They go to schools that don't have great teams. And then, of course, uh, the Shabbat thing also. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, let's get to number one on our list. There is no drama about which game is number one on this list. Yeah, no, no surprise. Although there was tons of drama in the game, obviously. Uh, 2015, Jim Harbaugh has arrived in Ann Arbor, and after hiccup in week one, Michigan had won five straight games. They climbed to number 12 in the polls. State, meanwhile, comes into the big house undefeated, had been ranked as high as number two. This was a huge game. Uh, Michigan scores less than two minutes into the game and never trailed. Uh, though Michigan State uh, scores a touchdown with under nine minutes to go to pull within two, which is the smallest lead since the first half. But that's when the scoring stops. Michigan goes three and out. Uh, State goes four and out. Michigan goes three and out again. State puts together a little drive, but on failed fourth down, they give Michigan the ball at midfield under two minutes to go. Just one timeout. A first down will clinch it for Michigan. They don't even necessarily need a first down. Yeah, even without a first down, the game will be in the bag. Uh, Michigan gains eight yards on three carries. There are 10 seconds to go as they line up from midfield to punt the ball. State's only hope would be some kind of miraculous 95-yard punt return for a touchdown or something like that. You know, it looks like they are going to be uh, safe, Michigan. They're going to win this game. And uh, let's see what happens next. Get it out. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Oh, that guy. 
<laughs> the guy with the surrender cobra guy. Yeah, he got so famous forever. Forever. His voice yeah. cracks at least five times. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I also love this guy. People can't see the video, but the guy, he's like these two guys that are like hugging at the end of the day, like shake hands. It's just the old guys. Yeah. I've watched this video so many times. Yeah, I'm I was sure. say over under a thousand times. Yeah, no, it's under a thousand. But this is your Minneapolis longer. miracle, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, the, I, have a, I have a great story from this. First of all, Jalen Watts Jackson, the guy who scored the touchdown, he broke his hip because everybody was jumping on him. Uh, so he was out for the rest of the season after this. <laughs> And he's like in a wheelchair at the college football game, like uh, going off the going off the field. Uh, but for this game, I was, off now. Yeah, I was at uh, a wedding. My friend, who's a Spartan, big claiming to be a big MSU fan, got mm. married on the day of Michigan, Michigan mm. State. Your a terrible friend. job. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm actually probably going to send him this podcast. So you might hear this part. Uh, but yeah, we're at his wedding. And the first half we watched it beat up just like right by the where the wedding venue was. Then the ceremony with most of the half on our phones during the wedding, half of his family was Michigan fans, half of his family was Michigan State fans. So the Michigan fans were all at the front of the wedding, also watching on their phone. Their feed was a little bit faster than ours. So they're watching <laughs> on their phone and we see them all react to something. But we just, you know, we think we couldn't tell if it was good or bad. Like, we just knew something was going to happen. And then like 10 seconds later, the play happens. And as Jalen Watts Jackson is returning that, that kick or they're turning the, the botch snap, I'm yelling, I'm, get out of bounds, get out of bounds. So we can kick a field goal. Like, like Stephon Diggs, like the Minneapolis Miracle. Same seconds, thing. Two seconds. And yeah. then I realized he's just going to run right into the end zone. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm super like the most memorable way to watch that game on a phone. Then we're at a wedding. We're just partying the rest of the night and, uh, it actually turned out to be a very fun occasion, so I can't complain too much. Where, where does this rank in the greatest moments of your life, Zach? The greatest moments of my life? I mean, so <laughs> I, I said the Minneapolis Miracle is my number one. <laughs> well, I don't have, so I don't have kids, so yeah. I mean, I can't rank it above my kids being born. Uh, I can't rank it above my wedding, <laughs> but I, I mean, this this was a great, this is so unexpected. But I will honestly say that um, I was at Little Giants Live, which was the fake field goal against Notre Dame uh, in 2010. And that I, I like, I thought I was going to pass out. I was so surprised when that happened. And then Mark, Mark D'Antonio gave himself a heart attack. Uh, so he also was very surprised by that. But that I think is the most shocking Michigan victory I've ever seen, even more than this trouble with the snap game. Mm. Um, it counts right, so, more because it's the rivalry, but yeah. All right. So 2021, what is your prediction for this game? We already said at the top, Robbie says you guys are going to win 30, 27. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. Um, I, I have no idea. I'm, so nervous about this game. I think we have the offense to keep up, uh, but we've had a lot of spots where we've sputtered, like against Indiana. We Our offense didn't show up in second half against Nebraska. Our offense didn't show up as well. So I think it's going to be like 27-24 one way or the other. I am not, I do not bet on Michigan State games, but I think you got to take the points. I mean, Michigan State getting four and a half points at home. This is going to be, no matter what, I think this is going to be a close game. And I think Michigan State has a very good shot to win. So uh, the disrespect by Vegas of four and a half points. I would, is uh, I would combined record of 14 and zero. is that the best combined record of these teams in this matchup ever? I assume it has to be. Yeah, I think it has because be. they've both maybe been four and zero before, but I don't think they've both been undefeated this late in the season. Well, and it's great that they move this game back to Halloween. When I was in college, we usually yeah. played on Halloween weekend. So it's, it, it sucks that it's a noon game. I mean, it's a night game or three 30 game could have been such a great environment. Uh, instead, I'm going to have to start. Is this where game day is going this week? Yeah. Game day. Everyone and does, yeah. Game yeah. day is going there. Big noon. Fox is going there and uh Barstool are, is going to be there as well. So like mm. it's going to be just a total madhouse. I'm excited to start drinking at 7 a.m. 
But uh, Akiva said it's not even the biggest game of the week. Can I run through my picks for the week? Yeah, give us your picks, your other picks for the week. No, it is the biggest game. It definitely doesn't have the most. What's your pick for this game? Yeah. I just think Michigan State has better receivers, better quarterback. Yeah, the the spread should be Michigan State minus one. I have I have this I have the Spartans winning outright, so I'm definitely taking the points. Is this one of your uh, best yeah. bets? It is one of my best bets for the week. Other games I have this week, I have Florida plus fourteen against yep. Georgia. I have I have uh, Clemson minus nine and a half against FSU. I have Texas Tech plus nineteen and a half against uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, oh, speaking of Oklahoma, but Texas Tech just fired their coach. Yeah, I mean Washington State played well after firing their coach. Well, they yeah, their coach was a nut though. LSU fired their coach and and you know. So yeah, can we talk about okay. LSU real quick? Because that is a distraction going into this game. Mel Tucker's name is circulating a lot in rumors for LSU, and he's not quite shut it down. He's just kind of done the coach speak of yeah, you know, looking ahead. To well, this I game. think he's probably gonna unless he really wants to stay because there's the LSU job and the USC job. I don't think, I mean, I think he's a candidate for the USC job maybe, but I don't think he's going to get it. He has ties to the SEC. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't see him going to USC, but I mean, he, he was an assistant at Alabama an assistant at Georgia. He's jumped jobs quite a bit. Um, even if he said he was staying, you know, he said he was staying at Colorado when he left. Um, I would love it if he like Friday just came out and was like, I'm not going anywhere, you know, like did like the Jordan Belfort thing, but um it's definitely a distraction and it sucks because LSU took Nick Saban after just a couple of years at Michigan state yeah. when he was a promising young coach. Mm-hmm. And so to have that happen again with Mel Tucker would be pretty devastating. Yeah. I mean, no one ever took Antonio. I have a UNC plus three and a half at Notre Dame. Uh, speaking of coaches that are going to leave like James Franklin, very good chance. He leaves, maybe goes to USC. I have Penn state plus 18 and a half at Ohio state. Um, and then, Oh, and one you more have Penn state plus plus the points against Ohio state. Yes. Yes. And one more. I don't know. I don't even think I, I, don't, I, I think Ohio State's just going to roll. Ohio State's going to roll everybody the rest of the year until they have to play an SEC team in the playoff. And then I have uh, Tulane, uh, uh, Tulane plus 25 and a half at home against Cincy. Tulane, you know, week one, Tulane only has one win, but week one, they played another team that was number two in the country. That was Oklahoma. They lost mm-hmm. 40 to 35. Um, I don't think they're going to be super competitive, but I think 25 and a half is a little high there. Uh, yeah, so I have, uh, I think that's eight games on the board this week. Mm. Big, big, big uh, week for you. How have you been week. doing so far on your bets? Mostly, uh, I, I'm. Mo- I had one bad week, but uh, mostly been doing pretty well. Okay. Yeah. I, I, the one thing that's nice about Michigan State playing at noon is there are good games in every time slot this weekend. So, um, you know, we'll it's keep a balance. It's a well balanced week. But yeah. you'll yeah. either we'll be in the mood, or you'll definitely not be in the mood after right. this game. It can ruin your whole Sunday, Saturday. I mean, I'm always in the mood to watch college football. It's just uh, a matter okay. of if I'm if I'm happy drinking or if I'm upset drinking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our tailgate, we like bring a generator out there and we have an antenna. So, you know, we'll keep the tailgate up for a little bit after the game as well. Uh, yeah. Although if we lose, nobody might be in the mood, but yeah, I never tailgated after. I mean, there's nobody really tailgate in NFL games. There's really like, you'll see five guys when you're leaving the stadium tailgating yeah. after the game. It I, is in like a way a smarter play kind of, but. It's tailgating like that's that's so much of what I love about college football is like everything surrounding it, right? Like the game is great and it, but it's also the the tailgating, the marching bands, the the rivalries. Like you don't get anything like Michigan, Michigan State, or Michigan, Ohio, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, or mm-hmm. um, you know like Duke UNC in in basketball. Like pro rivalries, there's just there's not a comparison to this. Like, well, yeah, are, there's a, I can't believe Zach's saying that when there's a Jets Bengals game this Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forget about that one. Yes, uh, I mean I don't know. Like I, I'm more I'm definitely more of a college fan. Part of that is because my pro teams are all terrible and the Lions have been terrible my whole life. But I, I, I've always said I would rather like if the Lions would lose 
every game and it meant Michigan State got one more win on the season, I would take that trade. All right. Um, Alex, anything else? You got any picks? I have no college picks. I will be rooting for Michigan. Okay. Sorry, Zach. Although mm-hmm. uh, I, don't really, I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can root for Jim Harbaugh. He's a, he's terrible. He's awful. <laughs> uh, but I, I do want to talk about the 2001 game because I know that's before your fandom. And I sent you the video for that. And it's such a funny video because of the announcer reaction. It's like the Michigan home announcers in that video. So this one, this game is called Clockgate, also known as like Spartan Bob is so Michigan State was. I, I don't know exactly the situation, but they were, they basically, the clock should have run out on the game. And because Michigan state had control of the clocks, they say like they started it late. Um, and these announcers just absolutely freak out that it was criminal because there's a, there's a game winning touchdown from Jeff Smoker to TJ Duckett uh, to win the game 26 to 24. Well, hold on. Should we, why don't we watch a video uh, and we'll end the podcast? It, like that. it actually got them to, ch- yeah, it got them to actually change the rules in uh, the college football because of like who controls the clock after this game. All right. So let's watch Clockgate. And, um, and with that, we'll wrap up. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can we thank hear you? Zach. Where can we follow you? Uh, Movie Ladder Podcast every week. Mm. Uh, we did Freaky this week. So if you're uh, you know in the mood for like a Halloween-ish movie, we also did Ooh, Final Destination spooky. last week. Every week we do a movie that connects to a movie that from the week before. So we've had Alex on. We've had Av on. Uh, Kiva, we got to have you. Well, Av was one of our co-hosts to start the podcast uh, mm. until he he uh, had other commitments. But Kiva, we got to get you on one of these weeks. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to have a fun guest that uh, people in the post-show recaps in Rob's podcast world know. Uh, next week, but I don't want to say any more just in case things Ooh. get scheduled messed up. All right. Well, let's well, uh, thank you so much for joining us and let's yep. watch some uh, clock gate. I have no idea what's about to happen here. So let's watch some uh, some Michigan announcers freak out. Any more exciting than this at the end of a ball game. Amazing finish. 17 seconds to go. 24 20. What, two, three minutes ago? Yep. Now, Jim is I. Count them up. Three eight. Too many men on the field. Still still the final eleven, but I still haven't had a good look at it on on their replay. We'll just have to find out later. Fred Human. Well, this is a running formation. Yep. Here they go. Well, no, he's in a shotgun. Oh, okay, yes. He's in a shotgun. And Smoker's going to roll to his right. He can run. What's after him? He missed him. Smoker down to the one. He's to the one. The clock is running. Seven seconds, six, five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Smoker spikes the ball, and the clock had stopped. The clock had stopped at one. They stopped the clock, Jim. They stopped the clock when they shouldn't have. Jim, that clock should have run out. That's unbelievable. Is this, is this home I've also watched this video about a hundred times. Larry Bielat, the ex-coach at MSU and the color wow. commentator from radio, just put his hands up with that sheepish grip. Here comes that's up. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's criminal. Criminal. Hagen, watch out. Okay, they're over there. Okay, in the shotgun, Smoker from the two. He's going to score. Oh, look at Larry, Larry Stevens being held. The pass into the end zone. Coulter cuts down by Duncan. Unbelievable. Stevens. Is that Jeff Smoker? Yep. TJ Duckett. What did he play for the Lions? Hawkins. 
Falcons. All right, good night, everybody. So, good night, guys. Jim, this game was stolen from the Michigan Wolverines. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>